At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lumbach here at the World Messenger, and I have another epic live with a great guest that is joining us from Aston, Texas. He is a dopamine dealer on LinkedIn, and he is the one that is definitely quoted very well for there is a no B2B or B2C, only H2H, which means human to human. Please, without further ado, welcome Joshua Lee. Isabel, thank you so much. So happy to be here. You know, this is my favorite platform of everything, even though so many people are seeing me on Clubhouse now. <laughs> uh, when I get the opportunity to be able to, you know, I share daily, but when I get the opportunity to jump on LinkedIn Live with um, such an amazing, powerful woman like yourself, I, I can't not, right? So excited to be able to kind of jump in, share, and I'm an open book, so feel free. I mean, we can go into background, why I do everything, anything you want. It's your show. I'm just here to add value. Uh, thank you, first of all, for finding time. I know you're super busy and so much is going on. And for guys that are not on Clubhouse yet and don't understand the power, we're going to hear directly from the master of Clubhouse, who has not only insane amount of followers, but who is so much engaged that I truly don't know how he finds time to sleep. <laughs> but also, also building human connections online, that is his expertise and definitely shows how he did very quickly on a brand new platform. So Josh, do you mind sharing just before we kind of deep dive, uh, how did you get started on LinkedIn and how did you find your passion, your niche? Because you just resemble such an ease and grace in everything you do. So please, enlighten us. No, Isabel, thank you so much. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't easy, right? It wasn't the first thing. I mean, it, people always go, "When do you when do you start learning you're an entrepreneur?" I mean, I could I could go all the way back to, you know, selling candy out of my locker out of middle school, right? I mean, it was like, "Oh, there was a need. Okay, well, I can fill that. Let me find out a way." <laughs> but I, I'll save everyone the the high school drama and things like that, and you know, kind of go back into the early two thousands. You know, I always got in the online advertising business around 2002. And back then it was the wild, wild west, right? No one really knew what was going on. We were just going through, you know, cost per click, you know, advertising. And that was really the start of it. And I, I kind of was blessed and cursed at the same time because one of my first clients at the end of 03, um, going into 04, happened to be myspace a uh yeah. yeah yeah so you know people people go wait a minute how old are you if you work on myspace <laughs> i was in my early 20s i am 42 now so you know it, it has been two decades since i've been doing all this but yeah i mean i used to work with them we helped them build out some of the first social media ads ever which is crazy now to think that everyone kind of bases off of what we did then um a lot of what's going on now um but we monetized their traffic, right? We did arbitrage and other things. And during that time frame, I mean, I built multiple different companies monetizing every abbreviation of advertising you could think of, CPC, CPM, CPL, CPA, all these fun things. If you don't know them, it's just different forms of advertising um, for the audience. And, you know, 
monetizing the world was great. I was really good at it, but it actually, that wasn't the reason why I should have been doing anything because it actually put me in a bad state. Um, outside looking in, everyone saw me as, oh, you're successful. That was based on financial gains, right? Oh, and, but inside, you know, I had 45 pounds overweight than I'd ever been in my life. My relationships were monetary and I had no vision about where I was going. I just knew where I was at. I was just trying to do work or life. So, you know, that was a big thing for me. And, and I kind of went through a shift because I just wasn't, I wasn't happy. Um, I had two kids at the time and my office at one point in time, the doors started shutting and that office became not only a sanctuary, but a coffin. And I knew I had a reset, right? Because I mean, I was sitting in there running 10 companies at the time, I believe. And I would just stare at the wall for eight hours a day, contemplating if I should even be on this planet anymore. Does it, does my life matter, right? Yes, yes. And I it was blessed to be able to have some people in my life that kind of gave me the power to not only own my, my future, my life, and what I wanted to create for my children, but also give the mother of my children her life as well, because we just weren't having the relationship that we should have. And so I went through a divorce. Um, I walked away from everything because my lawyers told me that it was going to take about three years to go through, which um, allowed me to be able to, at 36, move back in with my parents, not worrying about money for almost a decade with a little bit under $1,000 in my name and reset. Wow. And that's wow. kind of where that's kind of where I ended up, right? I, I got in and I started standard authority. I mean, I went through some only my own mindset shifts, but I didn't want to just worry about traffic or just monetizing. I wanted to be able to, I knew their the bigger picture was engagement. How do we educate, inspire, and draw in our audience without ever selling them? And that's kind of where standard authority was born to be able to do true human engagement and draw people in. Wow, that is so powerful journey. It's a lot of transformation and recognition of what works, what doesn't work, wh where your heart is, what's important to you, what values do you operate? And I love yeah. how your office turned into, I mean, it's a horrible situation to be in, to the office turn into coffin, but uh, I love that you recognize that and turn your life around. And as a result, found your, your synergy with everyone and everything you do, which... Yeah. That is kind of, that's what I'm saying. It looks so very effortless, so natural, so organic. And that is the beauty of what you do because you, you, you can tell you arrived there. You already arrived there. So kudos, kudos. So do you mind sharing through, through that massive transformation, what did you do next? And how did you start building meaningful relationship? I'm sure you will learn for so much from MySpace and, 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 and also why MySpace is not any more relevant and things that they also missed both on. So do you mind sharing? a little bit all how you transition and how did you actually yeah it? yeah no i mean that was the thing right i mean i looked at it it's easy to monetize and i don't think and i don't i say that but at the same point it wasn't i wasn't sure how many people i helped we sold a lot of things but that was it right we sold ads we sold traffic um but i'm not sure how many people we actually helped and one of the biggest things i learned i was an only child well i am an only child <laughs> and growing up as an only child relationships were so key to me really understanding how to be able to connect with other human beings how to be able to quote unquote assimilate in certain situations right i didn't have those built-in friends like brothers and sisters and things like that so that's kind of where i took a lot of my understanding i looked at all this traffic right Throughout that, that time frame, I'd managed over $500 million in ad spend and over 35 trillion online impressions across my own server. 
And that was the big difference. I realized not only myself, but not everyone didn't realize the true difference between traffic and true engagement. And I wanted to be able to change that. Mm -hmm. I had a hand in some form or fashion and making people forget how to be human, right? They were treating everyone like numbers. And one of the biggest things, everything is like, they always say everything's B2B or B2C, business to business or business consumer. I'm yeah. sorry, that's a falsity. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's only H to H because every the human to human, because every company is run by another human being. And we just forgot that. And I mean, we see this now, right? You and I, we're on Clubhouse. We're doing these lives. I mean, this allows us to really connect with our audience, not just speak at them and really engage. And so that's one of the biggest things that I started seeing when we started kind of implementing in some of these strategies. And look, Isabel, they're not, I'm going to be honest, I don't consider the strategies that I use anything like mind blowing. They're just the things that my mom taught me when I was a kid, how to treat other human beings. I'm just doing it online. But isn't it amazing the truth of simplicity and going back to the, the core and for the real thing, which is, again, that human factor, human connection, genuine interest, great listening skills and and then consistency. I mean, how you show up, how do you show up in any of these platforms and who do we get on the end? Are we getting the same person? How congruent that is with your message and everything else? And you definitely demonstrated it over and over. So it's so refreshing for, for a change to see that. But also we're having Cooper here who has a very really good question because I've yeah. always, a lot of things change in the last 10 months and more than ever now we're craving that connection now we're forced to operate in virtual world and you operate in virtual world yeah. way longer, way much longer and way way too long in comparison for us who are just breaking into uh, on a daily basis that we truly have, still have to wrap around brain how do we message how do we interact how do we ask how do we act for the business? So many people are struggling. Even I was surprised from larger enterprises because they're not picking up on the cues and changes and threats. So please, could you could you enlighten us a little bit with that? Yeah, no, that's the thing, right? I mean, this is the one piece that everyone's always trying to figure out, right? They're, they they go in, they go, okay, how do we game the algorithm? What's the LinkedIn algorithm? What's the Instagram algorithm? What's the Facebook? What's Google's, right? And every time they change it, we have to go, oh my God, we've got to change our strategy. What's the new trick? What's the new strategy, right? Well, it yeah. shouldn't be a trick, yeah. right? You shouldn't try and game the system. One of the biggest things I learned that doesn't change, it just evolves, is the human algorithm. We're all human. We all have been raised the same. If you look at the human algorithm over the span of our lifetime, the span of our parents, our grandparents, we haven't changed that much. We've evolved but we haven't changed where you have to drastically change on how, you know, you and I, if we wasn't COVID, we would still walk up to each other, shake hands, right? Yes. Hi, how are you? Right? These are the things. There's different ways around the world that we do this, but if there's a greeting, will you smile at someone when you meet them, right? You talk about that other person. These are all the things that you have to be able to understand. So I think that's one of the biggest things that we're seeing now is people are lacking that human connection being able to be online and so many companies are scared that people go, Oh, well, I'm going to do, start, I'm going to start doing social selling. Social selling isn't what most people think. They think that it's taking their old spammy techniques that they did offline or in an email or somewhere else. And they're going to do it on social. And 
that's not the definition. The definition is about educating and informing and drawing in that ideal audience to build a relationship with them. Mm. And that's what we have to be able to have that, that flip. Yes. And I think this is what people are looking for. You and I are seeing it on Clubhouse. I'm, I've seen it on LinkedIn. There's a way to be able to build that messaging that's human, not speaking at someone that I'm happy to be able to share with everyone because it's so, so important. We all see it, right? You and I have been doing this long enough. Even if you haven't been doing that long enough, these days, people see trends. We learn. I saw this with MySpace. I saw this with you know the initial advertising. I mean, do you, do you remember back in the day, Google? Like those first, those top three ads, right? Do you remember that when you didn't realize those were ads? Yes, I remember like queuing in and then those like, what, what, how, what is this? What does mean? And then and all of a sudden everyone goes, oh, these are sponsored. They're paying to be at the top. And we figure it out. That's human nature. We see patterns eventually. So this is the whole thing. Most people these days know if they see an ad, they know if they're in a funnel and they know if they're in automation. So that's great. We might be able to catch a couple people that way, but you're just catching them, right? You're kind of pulling them into something that they didn't realize, but they always understand human connection. And so if we see it, we understand we're in, we're in these functions, they're going to see it as well too. So we have to be better. We have to be able to create a better platform, a better interaction. And that's kind of what I do now. Okay. Please tell us more. <laughs> what exactly you're doing and how are you doing? And 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 also, if you don't mind contrasting that with the clubhouse, because obviously a lot of things we strategically planned for 2021 changed, didn't they? <laughs> did. Well, I mean, everything. Let's look at it. I mean, it, you know, before I get into that, I mean, this is one of those biggest things I don't think people pay attention to. Whatever we thought the next 40 years was going to be like, has we've had a complete reset, right? Yeah. COVID changed the way that we are, the trajectory of us as a human race. We are all trying to learn. We're trying to adjust whatever we thought the next 40 years was going to be like. And honestly, I think to a certain extent, there are certain things that have allowed a, a massive opportunity, especially for entrepreneurs, business owners, everyone that leaders, influencers, because now we have more power than ever before in our history to create the next 40 years, the way that we, we believe it should be to be able to put those human beings first and be able to go in. And this is kind of what everything I do. And I, I told you a lot of the stuff that I do is based on what my mom taught me. Mm. So let's, let's talk about this as well, right? We all get the messages right on, on LinkedIn. This is the biggest thing that people say on LinkedIn, right? It's all the spam message we get. We get the, Hey, Isabel, you're on LinkedIn live. I'm on LinkedIn live too. We should connect or Hey, is it, you're wearing a shirt. I'm wearing a shirt, right? Or they get the blank connection request and then you get pitched two seconds later, right? I mean, come on. I'm just, we all seen them, right? Like, hi, Josh, I see you live in Austin and you're in marketing. We should connect. And you're like, okay, they just scraped. And it was a, it's an, it's an automation that was pulled. And look, honestly, LinkedIn, you can try and use automation, but LinkedIn looks for it daily. Any of these tools, I've tested all the different automations out. There's a reason why they constantly change their code every single day. I've talked to LinkedIn. They're looking for it. They're the only platform they do not want you using automation on. And if they catch you using automation, you are risking your entire account. Mm. Wow, that is excellent point. And I love what you mentioned earlier. It's, it's amazing how certain things foundation-wise from home keep us 
building upon and everything we do and, and definitely what you mentioned your mom, what you're learning from your mom and the value she installed in your life. I feel like quality, again, being quality human being, being trustworthy, operating with integrity, being honest, but also being real because on the yeah. end, People want to deal with the real human on the other side that is vulnerable, that has a flaws, that is not necessarily perfect, but is but is there and has a smile, has a warmth. It's approachable. And and I, I also find that you totally spot on so much optimization right now. It's done uh, on so many, not only profile on LinkedIn, but in, through the funnels and everything and, and such an irrelevant messaging. And, and I don't even know, like, it's like so many people extracting profiles or just finding whatever they can or recycling external lists and then just seeing oh, yeah. content. It's like, where, where is this relevant to me? I mean, how is this even possible? I'm getting this spam. Because they're just hoping, Isabella, they're, they're hoping that they send out a thousand messages to a thousand people and they get that one sale. They're happy. They've succeeded. I'm sorry. I look at it differently. They just pissed off 999 people to get to the one sale. And if you actually treat other human beings like human beings, there's a much more powerful opportunity here. Now, if you send out a thousand messages and you treat people with respect and you only get the one sale, you do get the one sale, but you get something else. You get potentially 999 advocates that feel confident about what you did. And honestly, I hold those 999 advocates much higher up than the one sale because one sale is a one-to-one -one relationship. But the 999 advocates that I treated with, that I educated, that I inspired, that I drew in, even if they're not ready to work with me right now or whoever we're talking about, one of our clients, if they are ready later, they're going to come back to us. And during that time frame, at the same point, they potentially they have the potential of telling 10 of their friends about us. Now that's a one-to-many because now they're going out and they're being the advocates for us saying, wow, have you watched one of Isabella's LinkedIn lives? It is so amazing. Some of the people she has on there, the value that she adds, so many things like that. And now it's drawing more people into you. And that's that power. So that's kind of where I look at it. And I mean, we can go through. I mean, if you if you really want to, you know, kind of hear some of the strategy, I mean, we'll, we'll jump into it right now. I'm willing to share. I know it's, I was like, I don't want to go into deep in your trade secrets, but whatever you're willing to share and provide the value, please go for it because- I, sh I share everything, right? I mean, this is the whole piece. I'm going to give you the best stuff. Thank uh, you so much. This is, this is what it's all about. Everyone's like, oh, I'm scared to be able to give you the secrets. No, I want to be able to give you these, right? I want to, we only all rise up when we all rise up together. So if you're trying to hold back your best stuff and put it behind a paywall, that's great. Look, I want to educate everyone because the more we all do the right things, the more it helps everyone. Now, the people, if they want to get there faster and quicker, they'll hire me. They'll work with my company, right? They'll join our master classes, things like that. But I'm going to give it to you right here. So let's talk about it. Let's go into messaging. Please. Uh, I hate cold calls and cold email. Do you? I'm sorry, what? You like cold calls or cold email when you just get you get spam or someone the phone rings and you're like, "Hi, Isabella, um, this is so and so. Have you thought about?" I don't usually answer, and 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 then I blog them to be honest, so it doesn't work. So that's the whole piece. No one likes that. So we don't like that on online either. So I only engage with people that engage with me. This is one side of what we call our engagement funnel. So if you like my post, you comment on my post. I saw that you did a post earlier today. You had 30, 36, 40 different people that liked and commented on it. 
you know, I would reach out to these people, right? First and foremost, like, let's say you liked my post today that I shared around us. I'm going to send you a message and go, hey, Isabella, I noticed that you like my post um, on X. Wow. I just want to take two seconds out and say thank you. Too often, we don't appreciate this. I'd love to be able to connect with you and find out what pushed you to engage in my content, right? It's different. There's a factor that I want you to pay attention to in this. I believe there wasn't enough appreciation for the little things in life. You know, I mean, prior to COVID, we did not take, the, we took so many things for granted. We took, I mean, I know I did. I took for granted going out to dinner with my wife. I took for granted not being able to wear a mask everywhere I went outside. I took for granted my children going to school, not just to the other room. So these are things that I just like, you know, took as facts. Well, guess what? We've forgotten these. So there's a heck of a lot more appreciation for the little things, but we forgot to be able to appreciate these people that engage on our content. So reaching out to them, sending a message of appreciation. If they look at your profile, Isabella, hey, Isabella, I, I noticed you checked out my profile recently, and I just want to take two seconds out and say thank you. You know, too often we don't appreciate this. Love to find out what pushed you to check me out, right? These are stones unturned. This starts a conversation, and it starts off with that dopamine aspect because we're putting, trying to put people in flow states. The more that they feel good, the more they get these dopamine hits of appreciation, the more that you become in a flow state makes it easier. It's not about using more of your mind because that's what most people are trying to do is like we get these messages and we go, all right, what's this person trying to sell us, right? And But it, the less we use, that just seems natural because we're having real conversations and I'm saying, hi, Isabella, or, or hey, Dr. Kenneth, right? You know, because... I've learned as well, these, these little factors of being able to speak conversationally. Mm -hmm. Like as a man, if I was like, hey, Isabella, I, we found overall women do not like men to hey at them. <laughs> it's not appropriate in most fashions. There's too many men out there that have, the, that have thrown that off and it's just, it's not respectful. So saying hi to a woman and hey to a man, has, we've seen better opportunity for people to be able to connect. So that's the first way we start off with these things. And that's one side of it, okay? I'm going to give you the other side, how to draw in that audience. And this is probably the main reason why I get called the dopamine dealer of LinkedIn all the time. Okay. So we all know Sales Navigator, right? Yes, we do. Do you use it? I did in the past, but I'm going back to it again. Yes. Okay. Most people use Sales Navigator, most marketers. Let me put it this way. They use, market, they use Sales Navigator to identify their ideal audience and then be able to go through and say, you know, like I, I'm not looking at LinkedIn right now, but I, I was looking at, you know, uh, Dr. Kenneth Cooper, right? He's on here right now. And I was like, hey, Dr. Kenneth, you know, I wanted to reach out because I see you're a doctor and you live in X. And, you know, it's very, they're just scraping a whole bunch of information to send that mass messaging out. Well, one, he probably knows I did that too, because I, if I, you grab people's first name, just like mine, my first name is Joshua B. So if someone's scraping my name, it says, hey, Joshua B, you ever thought about using LinkedIn to get leads? I personally looked at your profile. No, you didn't, because you wouldn't call me Joshua B. Same thing like they maybe said Dr. Kenneth, right? Now, he's a doctor, so he deserves to be able to have that. But, you know, there's certain things that you can actually be able to do. Yeah. We, we flip that, right? Mm. I'm going in, we, real, we use real human beings, but at the same point, everyone in this world posts online for one reason and one reason above all else, most viscerally. Now, 
I could sit here and put you on the spot. I'm like, all right, Isabella, why does everyone post online, right? And you might go in and you might go to get advocates, to build, get clients, to build brand awareness, right? To, to expand your reach, to really be to visible. Your reach. Right. But we've been all trained something before all this, and it's so much more human. And if you've watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, you'll kind of see this as well too. We've yeah. all been conditioned to look for that engagement on our content first and foremost, that those likes and comments that give us dopamine hits. Yeah. Right? I mean, yes, we do that, but we're all like, did someone look at it? Did they like it? Is there a comment on here? Right? Popular? Am I, <laughs> Am I popular? And so that's what we're conditioned to do. No matter what we think we're doing, that's what we're usually looking to be able to do. So, you know, these are those things that we're kind of, we want to be able to think about. So be that dopamine dealer, right? Yes. On Sales Navigator, there's a cool feature that says people that posted in the last 30 days. All right. So now I can go in there and I can go, oh, I can see that Isabella posted today about an interview with Joshua B. Lee. And so I can go in, I can like that post. I can comment on it. I'm giving you those, those things that you're looking for, right? The first thing you look for online. And then I can reach out and go, hey, Isabella, I saw your recent post around your interview with Josh later on today. Wow, really excited about that. Um, I, I love being able to hear different people's perspective around LinkedIn engagement, right? And being human online. Thank you so much. I'd love to be able to connect with you. Do you see the difference? We gave that, those hits of dopamine first. We, we liked, we commented, and we reached out to appreciate you. Whoa, it puts you in this state. So those are the two sides that we go into. It all starts with appreciation. And then we take it down a little bit further. Okay. You're like, come on, Josh. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, okay, and I'm what I'm hearing. Keep going, Josh. <laughs> well, here's the whole piece, right? So Gary V, and this is this is you can't stop there, right? Yeah. Because you can't comment on someone's post and not reach out. Because this is I love Gary V, Gary Vanerchuk. He's been around forever. He's a huge advocate for LinkedIn. But you know, he always says everyone has their two cents. You need to give your dollar sixty every single day. What he's saying is he wants you to be able to comment on 80 people's posts every single day. And that will draw in your ideal audience. He's right, but that's very exhausting to be able to post on 80 people's posts every single day and add value. So what you're trying to be, I mean, but so that's where we take it. We, we connect, we post, and then we reach out to appreciate them. Draw them into conversation. Now, next thing my mom always taught me when I meet someone new I know it's right. You're like, oh my God, Josh is talking about it. No, I just love it. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> the next thing is, you know, she always taught me to give someone a compliment, right? You know, you had talked about my pictures. We talked about, you know, your, 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 the world behind you and things like that. And it's always going through. So LinkedIn, the way to give someone a compliment, because usually after you connect, this is where most people pitch you. Hey, you should look at my product or service because I think it could help you. If you want to get on a phone call with me, but, you know, I could talk really fast because that's what it sounds like someone's trying to do. Get their pitch out as fast as possible. We don't do that. We reach out. We endorse them. I say that's a compliment on LinkedIn, right? So we're going in there and we give them an endorsement. This changes the entire level of the conversation we're giving still those more of those dopamine hits right we're keeping them in flow state we've we've liked and commented on their posts we reached out to appreciate them now we're giving a compliment by endorsing them well they're already in the state so linkedin makes it super easy to smash a button that says hey isabella thank you so much for endorsing me well guess what that's now them starting the conversation not you 
right? You, you just sent that first initial connection, but you didn't actually send a message next. So now it's them starting the conversation. And again, the next thing my mom always taught me to do is never give unsolicited advice, right? We all hate it. Like, hey, let me tell you exactly what you should do. Your hair isn't what I like it. You should probably change your hair. You're like, I didn't ask, right? So I always want to go in. This is my opportunity to be able to go, Isabella, no problem. Happy to give the endorsement. Hey, quick question for you. Now I can ask a qualifying question about you that will allow me to be able to understand where you're at. I always ask mindset questions because I think they're so much more important than going, are you getting enough clients? Do you make enough money? Do you need more leads? <laughs> Whatever it is, you know, that's, that's, a, that's straight going. I want to know where your mindset is before strategy or tactics ever come in. Because when you respond. That is so important because so many people miss that. So many yeah. people miss that. And you can see that there's strategic in agenda. You can collect a clockwork, anticipate when they're going to have a next comment, a next comment, and how they're going to strike. But they will forget exactly to figure it out, to find out what is really happening and what we will need or want. It's a real conversation, right? We're asking about that person, right? We've, we've given the endorsement. They started the conversation. We gave the compliment. And now we're actually asking a question about them. We're still making it 100% about the person, not about us. Because, excuse my language, I'll, I'll watch how I say it. No one cares about your shiny S-H-I-T, right? <laughs> no one cares about it. They care about their own stuff. And yes. LinkedIn, so I'm trying to be proper. So, <laughs> you know, these are the things that are going on. But truly, they don't. They care about their own things. So when you ask that question, they provide value. They, they provide that answer. This allows you to provide value based on how they answer. You can actually invite them to be able to jump on a call, right? This is another human thing. Wow, that's amazing, Isabella. I love your mindset around that. Can you tell me more around your thinking? Cool thing about this is, and this all depends on your sales teams or how much people you can be able to take on. But if you jump in that call, and you and I are talking for the first time, and I just went through and told you all about me because we just met for the first time. And after the end of it, again, my mom always taught me, we're all being conditioned once you're done talking, you just meet someone. Well, Isabel, I just talked all about myself. What are you up to? That wall of being sold is down and now you're invited in, right? And now they're actually really listening. So you go through this whole process or you can invite them to watch an exclusive webinar that will add value. You can give them a downloadable PDF. There's so many different things. But when you ask that qualifying question too, and I'll leave everyone at this, even if they don't answer the question the way that you want them to, to say they're a client. Mm -hmm. Most people, when they get the answer they don't want to hear, they leave you with a, you hear that? The silence. <laughs> You're like, wait, what's going on? That's what, that's what they do. They walk away from you, right? Always leave the conversation with value. I want to make sure there's so many people to be able to go in and be able to do that. So these are those things. So that's the whole process that we go through for our clients. We're appreciating on one side. Then we go into and endorsing them. Then we're asking qualifying questions and then we're providing value. And it's been amazing to be able to see how some of this stuff works. And I love it because it takes away pressure, takes away, and, and as somebody was just mentioning, and Patrick was mentioning, the best kind of marketing doesn't feel like marketing, and and, and best kind of sale doesn't feel like a sale. feels yeah. like, why would I not now work with someone that I trust, that I feel comfortable, that makes me laugh, that is so easy to have a conversation, that I can be vulnerable and say, you know, my shit doesn't really feel that good, and I, I really 
you have a problem or I need your help or I really can't, cannot figure out this on my own, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And, and as somebody says, you need to really know what you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, this is the piece though. So many people don't know it, right? They don't know they you they, you don't take time to even ask them what's going on with them. So you have to be able to go into these things. People love to be able to, you know, like you, you reached out, you're like, hey Josh, you want to get on here and and talk about your shiny shit? I'm like, sure, why not? Let's do it. You know? So it's all about asking someone, you know, about them first and then providing value based on that. And it's dramatic how you can actually make these little shifts. And it's not a, you know, I'm not going to tell you that you can go through and do this a thousand times a day. It is a process to be able to go through. But Absolutely. most of what we work on are very high value. Like a lot of our clients have products or services that first and foremost add value to this world, right? They're not just trying to monetize it. But at the same point, too, their products are like ranging from $5,000 all the way up to $50,000 monthly retainers. So those type of people aren't going to get caught in the funnel. You have to be able to take this process and your LTV, your lifetime value on a client that you treat with respect like that is exponential. Yes. Because it's building a relationship, not just creating a lead. And also referrals when people are so happy, when they're satisfied and when everything is going in the right direction, when you're treating people, as Dr. Kenneth was uh, mentioning, with the, with the empathy or lack of empathy, people know it. They know when you just focus on yourself, when you have an goal just for your game uh, versus when somebody else is having. We're also seeing here Cooper mentioning um, so many things are shifting, yes, in professional space that it's yeah. absolutely different reach. Thank you guys for sharing your comments and ideas. And please take advantage of Josh's time to ask some questions as well. But what I love about it is that it is so personable, so organic, so real. And as you said, it takes away all of those frictions and, and unnecessary things and, and, and really builds more than anything, not only trust, but truly genuine relationships that we're all right now craving so badly and one of the reasons i just wanted guys to point out why i reached out to josh because i just loved the way he conducted himself i could not even see him i heard his voice and we were actually connected for a while on linkedin and then i was like i always look at whenever i'm in clubhouse which i will if you don't mind give you a chance to chat a little bit about that and, and you were absolutely smashing in there because again you're leading with the value showing up you've been there consistently every single day for most of the day i mean and and, and, and always energized and always really there to serve and help. And similarly, when I'm there, I'm seeing not only like, this is not just the one time, this is consistency, this is who he is. And then now looking persona that you build already on LinkedIn, I was like, this will be phenomenal human being to really highlight and expose not only to my network, but truly to learn from, because so many people, as we already discussed before, posture, and try to be big players and and they're really putting people with and on, on the wrong track with their business and creating more pain and more disappointment and more money lost and time and and affecting their relationship as a result of these bad decisions yeah. so if you don't mind could you please highlight some of the things that you've seen that is happening and how is that changing and how is that bringing back again back to linkedin and and how you're making some amazing stuff happening on your end yeah, of course. Well, I mean, we see it already on other platforms, right? Everyone wants to be the expert. I'm sorry if I'm ever considered that expert, I've achieved a level of success that I can't go farther past. I'm always a consistent learner, right? And there's always opportunity for me to learn. 
And so this is the kind of factor, like, look, I've been doing this for a while, that's right. I'm just using my knowledge to be able to hopefully guide someone on the right path of, of, and miss, take some of the missteps out that I took. So this is those pieces, right? Um, and this is, this is like, what is Clubhouse? All right, so let's go into what Clubhouse is we've been talking about. Clubhouse is a new beta app, right? It is in beta right now. Um, as of in first part of December, they had 20,000 users. Um, and, and they just crossed, I think they're almost to 2 million users in like two months because it really blew up. It was actually launched in March in Silicon Valley. And a lot of the people there just didn't see the, 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 the want or need for it. So it was just kind of passed over. And then it got in the hands of entrepreneurs, right? And the marketers and everyone's like, ooh, this is amazing. And think of it like Zoom without video and then mix in talk radio um, and conversations, right? So it's like live radio podcasting. And I mean, what you say, that's about how you would describe it. I, I would say sometimes the Howard Stern show with a whole bunch of people because you've got the people that know everything, tell you what not to do. And then you've got some really nice people as well in there too. Yes, with, with a lot of different rooms and different topics and different dialogues and opportunities and some rooms, maximum capacity is like 5,000. You guys will know. 5, yeah, we just hit that on uh, Sunday for a lot of people because we had, you know, Elon Musk come on uh, at midnight with my time in Central. Um, and I mean, things just blown up since then. So, I mean, there's there is 5,000 people allowed on there each room, but there's rooms everywhere. And it gives everyone so much of a voice. I really do love and appreciate it because now you can actually hear the inflection in someone's voice, right? It's so hard to read in, in, in text. You can actually, you know, be able to, it's it's not, I believe in real and raw over overproduced every single day of the week. I mean, you talk about that on LinkedIn. If I see something that's super overproduced, unless they're a household name, like Ariana Huffington, Tony Robbins, you know, Obama, whatever it might be, whoever's doing it, if it's overproduced, I'm expecting that pitch and that that is a commercial, right? That's what I'm expecting. But if I see real and raw, someone is using their iPhone, taking it out, doing a video, I'm more apt to be able to watch that and to be able to go down that rabbit hole with them to be able to see what they're there to add. So that's what we see on Clubhouse, right? People that are showing up real, raw, but you also, like any platform, you see people show up and they're they're giving advice to the masses when the masses don't need to understand that specific advice. Right, the things that I tell you that we do, I'm always like, look, you can't go out and do a thousand. You can't do this every single day. Like, the the tactics that we talked about today, honestly, you're going to need someone working seven, eight hours a day doing this consistently, day in and day out, and you will see massive return. You know, these are the things that really kind of do, and that's the biggest thing that I want everyone to kind of understand is, you know, with Clubhouse, there's a lot of information. It's going to open up to the world in March. Now, it is only on iPhone too. But the biggest players out there, even if they love their Android, are going out and getting an iPad and getting on the platform. Because right now, um, we were talking with, um, God, I've lost his name now all of a sudden, the co-founder of Mashable. I mean, this is these are the things that we're having. Um, um, Pete, I can't think of it right now. I'm losing his name. It's been one of those days. I've been on Clubhouse too much. Um, but you know, he's like, this is like Twitter for six months, but light, you know, light, throw some gasoline on it, light it on fire, and then 10x it, right? This thing is yes. crazy powerful. How much the reach, like I've been able to share the stage with people like Gary Vee, with Grant Cardone. Um, I was on, I've been able to get on with musicians, um, with actors like Tyrese. I've been able to have conversation with Paris Hilton. I mean, 
These are those things like that people you would never have opportunity to be able to have conversations with. We're having real conversations, sharing virtual stages with thousands of people listening. That is all, that is amazing and, and you spot on. It, it is given accessibility right now in a virtual world where we cannot travel, when we cannot typically possibly go and meet and pitch or, or show or showcase our business or have these business meetings. It's really great way of building connections, relationships, and take it back to LinkedIn. And while we're bringing this back, as you said, you're always validating that to everything and everyone back on LinkedIn to see what's their presence about, how, how real and is it their congruence or is a disconnect, right? right? Right. When we're seeing almost a 200% increase in profile views for spending time on Clubhouse back to LinkedIn, it is amazing to be able to see this. And I mean, that's a massive increase. I mean, just in one week of being on there, my profile views on a weekly basis, I think went up almost 1500, right? New profile views from Clubhouse. And then we were implementing the strategies that we were talking about, reaching out to every person, Hey, saw you looked at my profile. Just wanted to take two seconds out and say thank you. You know, too often we don't appreciate this, right? It's it doesn't change that much, right? Um, I'm not sure if it was one of my recent posts or you heard me on Clubhouse, but I'd love to find out what pushed you to look me up. Well, I've heard you on Clubhouse, or I looked at one of your posts, or one like that. And now it allows us to be able to have a real conversation. It allows us to be able to take that into opportunity right? To be able to explore a relationship with the person that's reaching out because they're going to look at it. LinkedIn is the most trusted platform out there of all social media. They believe it's the mo most trustworthy compared to any other platform. So there's a reason why people go there. 80% of all social media traffic to B2B websites, I should say 80% of also B2B leads, if you want to go B2B, come from LinkedIn across all social media platforms. So when people want to make a decision, even if they hear you on Clubhouse, they hear you on Facebook, they hear you on Instagram, they hear you on Twitter, they're most likely gonna go to LinkedIn to check you out, look at your company and then follow through to, from that point forward. So you, you wanna make sure pieces are, are put in play. Spot on. Thank you so much for highlighting that. And I just want to show guys for that all the feeling that they're missing out, all the Android users that are here saying that is illogical why they did that. Because usually, typically, when you have a two different platforms, they tested and they did a beta test and they chose to do beta tests with iPhone guys. So just, just they did. It's an easier platform to iPhone's easier to build, from what I understand. I'm going to kind of tell you that I, I am a <laughs> app developer of any form or fashion and it's it's pretty bad because they haven't um they were set on a uh, they do every sunday they do they do something that goes through you know a town hall to be able to tell you what they're doing what their updates are and that's one of the things right they're saying yeah we're about to start working on android so they haven't even started working on it so it really will be a disconnect in there but i mean it's pushing everyone to be able to go out and get like i devices i ipads if they're not using that um just to be able to get on there because every minute on clubhouse right now since it's a new platform in beta and how big it's growing is like a year in the real world of social media i mean this is how much impact i mean we've been able to gain I think in you know in four weeks I was able to gain twenty thousand followers on that platform. I mean that's amazing to be able to do like real people that are following, listening, and tuning in. And I mean these things will all change once it opens up to the world. Isabel, I'm not sure if you heard, they're going to do things like we can't go around. They're 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 doing virtual concerts on there. They had the Lion King, the entire cast from Broadway go on there and actually go through, and you could listen in to all the different voices of Lion King and, and listen, they're talking about doing concerts. I've been had, you know, connected with a lot of artists that are on there. And just like a platform like Twitch, 
where you can actually kind of go in and tip people, they're going to allow tipping to the speakers where if you're seeing value, like they're not trying to monetize it in an advertising platform. They don't want ads on there. They don't want brands trying to sponsor it. They want, if you see value, like you and I were talking right now and you're like, wow, I like what Josh says. I'm going to tip him a dollar, whatever it is. So you'll see a lot of people moving to that platform because if you do have a room of 5,000 people and everyone gives you a dollar and you're speaking for an hour, the opportunity to make $5,000 in an hour on that platform is insane for a lot of people. And it's giving people a voice. What I've seen with my wife, which she loves, what I love to see too, it's giving amazing women like her, like you, like everyone, such an amazing platform and voice to be able to speak their truth, be able to show the world how how powerful they all are, all you all are, and it's needed. It's so needed, and that's what I love even more. And they're opening up in different places. Like I can listen into other countries now and connect with people and audiences I've never had a, had reach or access to. So. Yes, it's it's that. I'll get off my clubhouse thing. <laughs> yeah, obviously you're a big big connoisseur of the clubhouse, and uh, obviously a very regular. For I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know when you get any sleep, any any time, anything else done. But of course, you have a big great team to support you. But it's just been phenomenal to hear you and your wife and provide tremendous value as a result. Uh, that is why you guys are getting so much value also in this conversation because Joshua is sharing what is currently working, what he's currently doing so that you can replicate that and create. And that's not stuff I was doing a year ago, right? This is where you see a lot of you like, oh, this is the strategy you should buy. And they already moved on to a new strategy, right? They're, this is something they tested a year ago and now they're able to give it. Like this is stuff that I'm using every single day and it's doing human. I use it in my own stuff. You will see if you reach out and send me a message, I promise you, you will get a real response back from me each and every time. If you send me a blank connection request, I will not accept it. I will delete it. I'm not trying to play a numbers game. I want to be able to connect with other human beings that we can both add value on both sides of it. Exactly. And generic and automated and 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 then spamming doesn't work, never worked and definitely doesn't work right now because we all have so much choices and so many opportunities. So we'll be harder and harder to reach those people and definitely you're going to lose them. And if you start doing that or continue doing that as many. Yeah. So do you mind in closing just to Joshua share a little bit what's behind you? I, I just want to <laughs> you to see and hear uh, because you mentioned this to me earlier and, okay. and I had a hot moment when you were saying. So what what is what are what what are you well, my two pictures, right? So this is those things, and I always tell everyone, you know, this is something that I wanted to make sure. I, you know, you heard me earlier say, like we only we all rise up and we all rise up together. And Isabella, if I had given you, you know, a coin, right? Let's say whatever coin it might be, and it only had one side on it, you would be like, this has no value. Every coin, everything needs two sides of it to make it valuable. And so these are the thing, two things, right? I've got here is the is based on a picture that I had done was the male ethos, and this is the female ethos, right? And I try to sit right in between because again, for all of us, we have to be able to come together. We have to integrate. We have to be in the middle, not one side will do better than the other without the other. Mm. And this is one thing that I, I always want to make sure that I see that I have always beside me, always in between, understanding that men and women, we all can rise up together. If we try and do this separately, it's going to be hard on everyone. And I've got two kids, you know, I've got a, my son and my daughter, and I want to make sure that I 
am doing everything I can to work with other amazing entrepreneurs like yourself, Isabella, to be able to change this world for the better. As I said before, I, I've tried to change this world on my own and I almost killed myself doing it. I know the only way that we can actually make this world not only better for my kids, for everyone's kids, for their children, is for us to be able to do this together, you know, across the globe. That is so powerful. And, and I love that. And I love how much you're also lifting up and supporting your wife, how much you're supporting other women in Clubhouse specifically. I couldn't do this without my wife. I mean, she's she's the star one of the bunch. I'm just, uh, I just sit here and smile, as she says. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's such a beautiful to create a space and then also future and everything that is kind of collapsing and go, uh, disappearing and needs to change. I'm so glad to see more and more movement and intentional way of balancing those two because we cannot uh, survive and operate without both yin and yang and both sides, male and feminine uh, wow. attributes and energy and dynamics. So uh, that is. And I want to see that on LinkedIn, right? There, the 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 difference in the in the gender on LinkedIn is really by five percent. It's fifty five percent male, forty five percent women. And I'm going to tell you, they're amazing. I love like when you reach out, like to be able to support and be able to, you know, make sure your voice is heard because I want more amazing, strong, powerful, intelligent, phenomenal women like yourself sharing on this platform because there's so much of an opportunity for it, right? There's so much of an opportunity. And I mean, I, the guys on here, I'm going to tell you too, I have a many amazing women on this platform as well too. And we need to make sure too that we support and respect them. I mean, some of the messages I've seen that come from other men on this platform, this is not a, LinkedIn's not a dating platform either. And, you know, people can get mad at me, but I've seen these, I've seen on the other side of it. And, yes. you know, I want to make sure that I'm an advocate, right? We all need to be able to respect and have true balance and treat each other with that equality. Wonderful, wonderful. And anything else you want to share in close, closing? Because that, that is so powerful. And again, thank you for showing up. Thank you for sharing so much value but also showing up for everybody uh, here today and, and giving completely different ways that how it can be and still be very successful. So deeply grateful for that. Yeah, no, as well, I appreciate you holding the space with me, allowing me to be able to share the space with you. Everyone that was commenting, going through, thank you. Please reach out if I can add value, if we can continue to add value together on this platform or anywhere. This is what it's all about. So, you know, you can find me if you've got an iPhone, you can find me on there. We've got an actual club on there called the LinkedIn Authority Accelerator. We've got a group here on LinkedIn as well. That was a free group that we add value daily into for everyone to be able to go in. So please reach out, connect with me. And, you know, we can only do this together. So let's do it together. Fantastic. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.